When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's episode of the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. You know, putting in some new windows or a new door. It's really exciting, but also going to be a little intimidating because you don't even know where to begin. Let me help you out. First of all, you got to go with Pella. That's a given. That's obvious. And with Pella, a couple directions you can go to start. Number one, you can schedule a free in-home consultation. That's right, free. You're going to get a Pella expert out, sit down with you, chat with you, look at your home. They can get a Greg McDermott-esque game plan for you that fits uh, your wants, your needs, your budget, all that. So that's one option. Or you can head out to the showroom. Showroom is fantastic. It's really cool. Sometimes it helps to actually see the window, see the door, feel it, open it, close it to get a better feel of exactly what you are putting into your home. The showroom's a great route to go as well. Any route you go with Pella, they're going to take good care of you. Give them a call, 402-493-1350, or check them out online at PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. All right, a couple of reminders before we uh, set up the pod here. Subscribe to the podcast. Click that subscribe button. While you're at it, leave a five-star rating and a nice review. That all helps me out. And uh, remember, you can send me an email, nick at nickbaugh.com, nick at nickbaugh.com. Uh, you can just, you know, any feedback, anything you want to throw at me, maybe a thought-provoking email will spark a podcast topic. Who knows? Uh, I will be firing up another mailbag pod uh, at some point over the next uh, handful of weeks. I will let you guys know on uh, all the social medias. But again, the email is nick at nickbaugh.com. Subscribe to the pod, leave a five-star rating and a review. It all helps. I sincerely appreciate you guys listening to the pod, downloading the pod, subscribing to the pod, supporting the pod. Thank you. Okay, before I set up uh, Marcus Zegarowski, who is the uh, podcast guest of the day, for those that don't know, my wife is pregnant, and uh, our due date is July 4th. Shouts out to America. We're actually scheduled to uh, be induced on July 3rd. Uh, and obviously, Kim could go into labor at uh, any moment the this week. So I guess what I'm trying to lay out to you guys is I don't quite know what the podcast schedule is going to look like over the next week or so. I'm certainly going to try to keep on churning out pods over the next week or so. But whenever you have a baby, life gets crazy, right? I mean, you just you, you don't know uh, what what is uh, is going to happen. So things can get unpredictable. So there might not be a second pod released this week. So we might have a week where we kind of go silent. But that also coincides with when you guys are probably out at a lake, a pool, doing whatever, hanging out with your family, lighting up fireworks, grilling. So certainly uh, everybody's distracted in a good way during this time. So I'm just saying, I don't know. I'm honestly not sure what the, the podcast schedule is going to look like over the next week or so. But just wanted to give you guys a heads up. Uh, obviously after we have this baby and get out of the hospital and get home and get settled back in, I'm going to be right back 
in the podcast studio, hammering out podcasts for you guys, uh, which is obviously something I absolutely love to do. Just wanted to keep you up to speed, let you know what's going on, what the situation is. Going to have a little baby boy this week. Uh, we are fired up. We're ready to meet this guy. Uh, my four-year-old daughter, Mava, she is uh, over the moon, excited to uh, to meet her baby brother. So uh, exciting stuff going on in the Ball household, uh, but wanted to keep you up to speed on what could happen over the next week or so with the pod. Okay, on the podcast today, the, the man, the myth, the legend, starting point guard, Creighton Blue Jays, Marcus Zagorowski. Zagorowski was second team all Big East last year. Uh, he was a second-team All-American by NBC Sports. He was a third-team All-American uh, by Stadium last season. Big-time player, total stud. Uh, if you've listened to me or, or talked to me at all, or you listen to me call Creighton games, or anytime I talk about Creighton on this pod, I've been all-in on Marcus Zagorowski from the moment I watched him play as a freshman. Total, total Big-time player. Total stud. He can do it all. He can score. He can pass. He's tough. He's fearless. Great three-point shooter. Good mid-range game. Good finisher at the rim. He's a really good passer. He's a smart player. Good decision decision maker. All that. Uh, I said it in the Creighton season preview podcast all the way back in October that I felt like he was Creighton's best player uh, and he's their most important player. I kind of felt like, you know, if Creighton was going to go as far as Marcus Zagorowski took them, well... Zagorowski had a great year, naturally. Creighton had a great year. Creighton was Big East regular season champs. They were projected a two or a three seed in the NCAA tournament before COVID ended uh, all of sports for the time being, and most notably the NCAA tournament. Uh, and if you remember, Marcus Zagorowski tore his meniscus on pretty much the final play of the regular season finale against Seton Hall. So he was going to miss the NCAA tournament, but again, the NCAA tournament was canceled. So it was just a wild, weird way to end what was a magical season for Creighton and, in particular, Marcus Zagorowski. So I, I just it had been a couple of months here. I wanted to check in with uh, with with Marcus. He's never been on the pod, uh, and you know I, I I thought with all the stuff going on, I want to check in with my guy, see how his rehab process is going with his knee. Uh, how he's dealing with the pandemic and and all that. And then, of course, pick his brain on hoops and his game and this season and, and next year moving forward, all those things. I think the world of this guy, uh, you know, if you, you kind of ask me to draw up my ideal point guard, I pretty much draw up Marcus Zagorowski. He's my kind of player. Just I love watching him play. I love his skill set. I love his mentality. I like watching him compete. Uh, he, he's just uh, he's a great, great great basketball player. So this is really good. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this conversation. We hit on a bunch of different things. So let's get to it. Here is my podcast chat with Creighton point guard, Marcus Zagorowski. Marcus, man, I guess, first of all, with this pandemic and how crazy the past three months have been, let's start with just you and and your family and you as a person. Like, you doing okay? Every, everything going all right for you and your fam? Yeah, everything's going well. I mean, I'm home now, you know, um, obviously, you know, I hurt my knee around the time, around the same time this whole thing went down. So, you know, the first five weeks, you know, I was home. And then right after that, I was up at school for two months just rehabbing, you know, pretty much by myself. You know, I was, you know, hanging out with some of the coaches or Mitch or, you know, guys that were up there. But for the most part, I was by myself in my dorm. So it was tough, you know, just. Yeah. Yeah, just, just, just rehabbing and, you know, social distancing and, and quarantining, basically, you know. As soon as I got there, they quarantined me for two weeks, so that was that was hard. But yeah, I mean, right now it's been good. You know, I'm 
was healthy and I've just been home, you know, with my family, you know, and trying to make this time count because once the season and school starts, you know, this time it doesn't really happen. Yeah, I mean, how hard has it been? I thought about you, like, because trying to rehab during this time, like, you need to be around a doctor, you need to be around equipment, you you know what I mean? Like, you need help throughout that process, and yet everybody's supposed to be, you know, social distancing, places, businesses are shut down. What what has that been like in terms of finding places to rehab? Yeah, I mean, as soon as the... You know, the quarantine started and back in March, you know, obviously the first five weeks of, you know, what I have to do is really just just chill, you know, don't do anything. And then right after I was done doing that, I went up to school. So and kind of got a head start with Coach A and, you know, Ben yep. up on campus. So for two months, so that's most of recovery. And now that I'm home, you know, they're sending me stuff in. You know, obviously I don't have much. I mean, I have access to a gym. You know, I, I, I have access to a basketball court because I'm, I'm, I'm able to do stuff now. So, you know, it hasn't been that bad. Where where are you you at in your rehab process? Like you you mentioned, you have a basketball court. Like, are you are you jogging? Or are you like where? T- t- help us out where you're at throughout that process. Yeah, you know, with my rehab process right now, I'm, I'm I've been running. You know, I've been doing a lot of some, like some cutting, some jumping, and uh, you know, I can do most stuff that I usually do in my workouts. Just no contact yet, but you know, I'm a few weeks out for being 100, percent and wow. I'm really happy with where I'm at. Yeah, that I. I guess I didn't know what you know how long the process was with the meniscus because I I was told like it was a good tear right like I know that sounds weird and like, but it was a in terms of how the how the tear happened and the injury happened for for your ability to kind of recover a hundred percent like it was a ideal injury if that makes sense right yeah yeah it's it's definitely you know I'm you know at first I was a little worried obviously because you never know you yeah. Know, because you have a decision to make whether to chip it out or, or or you can repair it, and they ended up repairing all of it, which is which is really good for my career, like because it, it leaves that it leaves that you know, just having it there really helps with like your your career down the line. And but by the same time, it's the longest recovery, so that's why sure you know, I've, I've been taking my time because I just gotta let it heal. How how does this surgery and rehab compare to your your hip surgery that you did last off season? Is it way different? Yeah, yeah, I think it's different. You know, there's obviously some you know some similarities. You know, just being out and you know trying to fight the mental battle, but at the same time, you know, I feel you know I go like this happened. This is way this, I got this surgery way before. You know, I got mine last year, and it, it'll be a way shorter recovery. So. You know, I'm really like I'm really happy with this with this spring summer. I've been getting in some good work, and you know, I I feel most prepared going to, into this season compared to the last two. Right. You, you you brought up the you know the mental side of it, like rehabbing and injuries and surgeries is that sucks. You know, it's no fun. It can be lonely. It can be tedious. Take me into your mind, because to have to do this not once but twice is really hard. What? How do you kind of approach? every day and rehabbing and, and kind of the mental battle of, of, that is maybe greater than the physical battle. Yeah. The mental battle has definitely been greater than the physical, you know, this time around, I mean, especially with the, the whole pandemic going on, it's been hard because, you know, there, there isn't much to do. And then you're also hurt, which, yeah. which kind of, which kind of, which really sucks. Cause you know, you can't really stay busy and trying to get your mind off of it. So that's all I was thinking about for the first two months, you know, especially being up at school, that was really hard. You know, I've, I was, it was, it was, it was, I'll be honest, it was a struggle, but, you know, just thinking that I'll get stronger out of this and that, that it'll be worth it, you know, really, you know, my family helped me out and just having that mindset of, you know what, I'm getting, I'm getting healthy, I'm getting better and, you know, 
you know, going through this is only going to make me a stronger person because, you know, this this won't be the worst thing that's going to happen in my life. So right. this sounds like a like a weird question, but in some ways did, you know, obviously you do not want this pandemic to be going on. But the fact that the NCAA tournament hit and this pandemic hit for you personally, just being selfish for a second, did it almost help you kind of deal with your season getting cut short? Because like. I, I it would I, I'd had a really hard time watching you on the sidelines having to watch Creighton in the NCAA tournament. You know what I mean? Like that have been that have tore you up inside. Like in some ways has has the fact that the season got canceled almost helped you kind of swallow what happened a little bit easier. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I never want that. Yeah, you know, to go, go down because you know I, my teammates and all the coaches like they they work so hard for for that moment, and you know I would still love to you know be there to support them and, you know, be, be right there, try to help them out, you know, any, anywhere I can. But at the same time, you know, I can't, I can't lie. Obviously, you know, I've had talks with people. They're like, you know what, like the timing of your injury and, you know, what's going on, like, like you should be kind of happy that, yeah. you know, things, you know, you know, I, I get that in a sense, but right. because, you know, I didn't miss anything and, you know, you know, say my injury happened before the scene hall. Like, like yeah, yeah. It, it happened at the last when one of the last plays. I, you know, I I got to I played pretty well and we won and I helped the team out. So, you know, if anything, you know, timing wise, like this is the perfect timing because it, you know, so that, so it's 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 been good to look at it from all angles. But right. you know, I still wanted the season to go. I sure. still wanted to you sure. know watch my team, you know, make do some damage in the Big East and hopefully the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Take me back to that Seton Hall game because that had to have been a because I, I you played great you know I mean, you were you were balling you you were five for five from three you played great you you guys win the game you win the Big East and then literally on like the second or third to last play of the game you you tear your knee and so like you know you're you're trying to hobble around the court during the celebration what a weird day where it was like maybe the it was the it was. I said it was like the Creighton basketball's biggest moment in program history was was that game. But then for you, you're hurt. Was that like that had to have been like really, really a, a an emotional day where you're torn in in a lot of different ways. Yeah, no, that, yeah, there's never really been an emotional roller coaster like that before in my life. Because like, you know, I was, you know, we were. I, I knew we were gonna win even before that play. I, like the game was over yeah. and. You know, I, I saw the dude spin, and, you know, Coach Lush is big on that. Someone spins, go get it, Marcus. Like, yep. So I decided to go, and just a free play happened. And, you know, definitely, I definitely was sad, you know, because I knew something was wrong. And, you know, I, I tend to overthink when it comes to things like that. And I, I'm going through so many scenarios. Like, oh, my God, I'm going to miss this. I'm going to miss that. Like, you know, it's yeah. it, I, 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 like to this day, I wish I enjoyed it more. You know, I, I wish I just had a smile and just relaxed and, but, you know, as a competitor, as a guy who just, you know, doesn't like to celebrate as much and just wants to get on to the next thing and the next, you know, the next task, you know, I, it was hard. But, you know, but, it, it, you know, I learned from it and, you know, it was, you know, thinking back that, yeah, that was the best moment for sure. Oh, man. Just getting that win. You know, go, let, let's kind of go, let's go backwards a little bit. Let's look in the rearview mirror and talk about, you know, kind of your first two seasons. I... Well, I guess uh, I, I want to start with this. I don't know if you remember this, and you probably don't because when you're hooping, you don't think about it. But, like, so I, I've, I, I remember at the Cayman Islands, you came in off the bench and you had a nice pick-and-roll lob to Martine on, like, the first time you got the ball. And 
You jog back down the court saying to yourself, it's too easy. It's too easy. And, and I was sitting there courtside, and I was laughing. And I was like, my first moment, I was like, okay, this guy has something. This guy has a little a little something to him. Like, I don't know if you remember that, but, like, where does that come from? Because you kind of play with this edge and this chip on your shoulder that is uh, that is something that just jumped out at me right away. Yeah, I, I don't remember that, but that sounds like me. That sounds like me. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I you know, I watch, you know, I'm, I'm big on, like, the mental, comp- having super confidence, yep. and, you know, but but also being able to, you know, don't have fake confidence because, you know, you got to put in the work. So, you know, I'm big on that, and I'm big, you know, t- you know, I, you know, this year, um, just, just being able to talk to yourself during games and being able to try, you know, stay, stay in the moment, and, you know, you know, I'm from the East Coast. You know, it's 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 normal. Like where we're like my my dad talks a lot of crap, and you yeah. know, having a little brother, Michael, he he he's I, like just growing up playing against him all the time. You know, it's just it's just who I am. Like, yeah, yeah. I'll just like it's, it's it's usually just me talking to myself. You know, I'm not trying to start any beef with the opponent. I'm just trying to get myself going, get my teammates going, and. Yeah, that's it. But I actually don't remember that. But yeah, that definitely sounds like me. I was I was loving it, man. Just so you know, I was like, oh my god, this is amazing right now. But uh, yeah, yeah, because Clemson was that's a big moment for a freshman. Like Clemson was preseason top twenty-five. They had two really good guards, and you came in as a freshman and threw a lob and started talking. And I was like, this is great. I love this guy right here. But, you, you know, you talk about confidence. You've always been a confident player, but. When I look back on last season, to me, there were two turning points that propelled the year. The first one was the Texas Tech game. Like, you guys struggled against San Diego State. San Diego State ended up being really good, obviously. And then for you guys to turn around the next night and beat a good Texas Tech team, and you in particular, you were like Kyrie Irving out there. I mean, you were were incredible. And then the other turning point was the final 90 seconds against Providence at home where Tyshawn makes a couple of great plays, and then you obviously hit the game-winning three. What did those two moments in particular, those two games, do for your confidence? Like, did you feel – could you feel you going up a, a peg in your mind a little bit? Yeah. You know, you know, those are obviously two big moments for, for, for the team and for, for me especially because, you know, growing up, whenever I would have a bad game or bad play, you know, I would always let the next thing, like – like, like, like the next thing will be affected because I'll, I'll be stuck on, on the first thing that I made, you know, with the mistake. And, you know, that San Diego, San Diego State game I played, I, that was probably one of my worst games of the year. You know, we got we got blown out by like 30. And, you know, it was rough. But, you know, going into the next game, I, you know, I had, I had, I had ultra confidence. I had, you know, that, that was one thing I've been working on. And, you know, I got over the, the game before and, you know, I, I, I ended up playing well. So that was a big moment for me because usually I would have, I would have, let the first game affect yeah. the next game. Interesting. So that was huge for me. And I thought, you know, that, that kind of affected the whole team that, you know, even though, you know, we, we lose one, you know, we can bounce back. And that Providence game was big, big as well, because I struggled that game too. You know, I, I went in that game. So it was like pretty sick. And, yeah. You're sick. Yeah. You know, I, and I thought that was one of like, to this day, we talk about how bad I played. Like a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> we were at, um, we were at Murph's house and yeah. Mitch and Mitch and Coach Mac were just, just talking, talking crazy about that game, how bad I was. Because <laughs> I'm like crazy because a couple of those passes were crazy. Like you could tell I was messed up. And, you know, that last play, you know, usually I would shy away from it. And I think I went, I went to it and, you know, made the shot and, you know, kind of made everybody forget about how bad I played. So 
funny. Honestly. That's that's funny. I I hey listen, man. You want to get you hit the you hit the biggest shot of the game, man. So what exactly? I yeah, mean, forget those seven turnovers. <laughs> I hit the big shot. That's exactly what I said to McDermott. I was like, Coach, come on, man. Come on, man. I hit the without without that I shot, we don't win. <laughs> without that shot, we don't win. So shut up. Hey guys, quick break to talk to you guys about Pella windows and doors. And I, I wanna Make sure that you guys understand that Pella Windows of Omaha and Lincoln, they're following CDC guidelines uh, during this coronavirus situation. They can safely serve any of your window and door needs in the showroom or in your home. All the employees at Pella and the customers are completing a COVID-19 questionnaire as provided by the CDC prior to entering the showroom, entering the office, and uh, any uh, potential customer's home and all the employees are required to self-quarantine for a recommended 14 days if uh, that individual comes into contact with someone who's tested positive if they traveled anywhere outside of the omaha lincoln area bottom line they are taking all the necessary precautions to make sure that they are safe and you are safe so you can safely move forward with your window and door needs. And uh, on top of all that, as a result of all this stuff with the coronavirus, uh, Pella is offering temporary special financing options. They are now available. So man, now is the time to take advantage of these special rates and uh, put that value back into your home, and you have that peace of mind knowing that all the necessary safety uh, protocol and precautions have been uh, put into place by Pella, so you know the whole time you can feel safe. Give Pella a call, 402-493-1350, or check them out online at PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. Exactly. One of the things that that I don't – I mean, I've seen you, and you did this a lot in the non-con – I've seen you come out after games to shoot. Like you'll like the game will end. We were it's a home game on TV, and you go back to the locker room, and then all of a sudden here comes Marcus back out onto the court to shoot, which is amazing. I almost sense a little perfectionist in you. Like like you almost expect to be ten for ten from the floor, thirty points, ten assists, zero turnovers, and win every game by thirty points. Like like is that? Is that kind of how you – are you almost a little stricken by, like, you have to be perfect? Because it's amazing to watch you come out and work like that after a game. Yeah, you know, I definitely have, you know, something with me where, I, like, I have to be able to, like, you know, get everything done and, you know, try and try and be part – like, it's it, it's weird. Like, I don't – you know, like, no one can ever be perfect on the court. Sure. But, you know, that's, that's – that, you know, that's what I strive for. You know, I always want to make the right play. I always want to make the shot. I always want to – you know, have zero turnovers. I always just want to make no mistakes out there and just and just be the best Marcus I can be that game. And, you know, the reason why I go back and back to shoot is, you know, I always, you know, go how how I feel my body wise. You know, yeah. that's one thing I'm smarter about this year. And say say I missed a few shots, you know, you know, I'll I'll, I'll go in there and try and try and get over it because, you know, I you know doing things on the court that I tend that that, that I expect more more of me to do. You know, mm-hmm. I I struggle with it. You know, after the fact, you know, I, I I won't sleep or I won't, I'll, you know, I let it eat me alive. You know, it's, yeah. it's a gift and a curse. You know, I would say I, I've always said it's a gift and a curse because, you know, you know, I'm never really satisfied. But at the same time, I, I, I need to be able to, you know, look, you know, kind of take a step back and, you know, make, you know, remind myself that, I, you know, I, I, I am at a high level and you yes. know, mistakes, mistakes are going to happen. And 
But yeah, you know, going back to shoot is more of like a, you know, making sure everything's tight, making sure everything feels good, and you know, uh, you know, nothing, it can't hurt. You know what I mean? Sure, you absolutely. Know, no, I think it's more yeah, of a gift yeah, yeah. than a curse. To be honest with you, and sometimes, you know? sometimes, you know, I won't, I don't want to, but I get a text from my dad. Yeah, make sure you go back and shoot. You right, know? right. So I'll be like, ah, oh, okay, like I'll do it. Yeah. Like, you know, but usually I want to. But, sure. You know, I always go off my body. Now, you know, I. That's one thing about having coach and coach Jeremy Anderson here. You know, he. I ask him, I'm like, how many shots do you think I should take? And, you know, like, he's, he, like, I always listen to him and it's been good. Talk about Jeremy for a second. I mean, you, it sounds like, I think I've talked to you about it a little bit on the road at times. And, like, you're basically, anytime I see Jeremy, you're with him. Like, you're, like, you two yeah. are, like, inseparable. And he really is, uh, I think he helped you with your hip. I think he's helped you with how you feel. Like, for people that don't know, he's the new strength coach. And, uh, and, I know everybody on the team feels like he's really made a big difference. How has he helped you out? Oh, huge. You know, you know, just the, like with my hip, he, he, he got it back. You know, he, it's my hip mobile. I've, I've always had a little hip problem and, you know, getting that surgery, I was helped. But then, you know, coming back, you know, he's been great. You know, he, he's been through, you know, with his career, he went through injuries and, you know, he's a crazy good athlete now. He like, he's a, like, he's a crazy, he's, he's, he's awesome. Yeah. And, and to have someone like that who's who not, not not only gets the lifting side, but you know the mental side as well of taking care of your body and you know every every home game I see him after after the game, you know you know we get in about twenty minutes just you know tissue work and stretching and you know away games is kind of hard because you know we try and get out of there as quick as possible, but you know that's one thing I'm I'm really staying diligent with seeing him before practice, after practice, and because because the season's a long season and. You know, being able to you know stay healthy and feel good is is, is something that I it's something that helped me out a lot this year. You know, my freshman year I was always in pain. Yeah. So I think that has a you know a, a, a also has um just, just just being healthy this year was really was really was really really good for me. You know, I went to every game feeling good, and you know I think that was uh, some of the reason why I had some uh, success this year as well. You know what's nice is with 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 Jeremy and even I think coach McDermott is actually like on the on the scale of coaches of like understanding the importance of how someone's body feels and having fresh legs like he's actually really good in that regard but like you know players are supposed to not complain right like you're supposed to like yep. player you know like man shut up you know lace them up get out there work hard I don't want to hear it it's nice that you have a situation at Creighton, whether it's with Coach McDermott or in this case, Jeremy, to where you, you can be honest and trust someone with like, hey, man, my knee's not feeling right. Or, hey, like my quad, I took a, I took a shot to my quad, it's hurting. Like, that, that's, that's a great, valuable thing to be able to have, like the trust where it's not just that whole, you know, shut up and, and don't complain and play basketball. You can actually kind of relay how your body's feeling to people. Yeah, that's it's, it's huge. You know, even... My freshman year, Coach Mack was really good about it. You know, he, 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 like, I tried to hide it from everybody, but my hip was bothering me, and he would ask me about it. You know, I, I probably should have told him, like, yeah, I, I, but I, you know, I always was like, no, I'm good. Like, yeah, not gonna I, complain. I want to practice. Right. And, you know, it'll be too hard on my mental side. To, you know, watch everybody play and practice, and me just sit there doing nothing. So, yes. But even, but this year, I think having Coach A there, you know, he, who has some. You know, he's smart about it. I'll let him know, and then he'll he'll figure something out. And, you know, I'm not the type – you know, I, I hate – I hate, you know, being a – it's not being a baby that's been smart, but at the same time, you right. think you're, you know, being a baby. So. I'm the same way. I know exactly what you're saying. That's why I asked the question. Yeah. Like, there's a balance there because, like, I mean, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, no one wants – 
no one wants to to feel like they're 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 pushing out and sitting sitting a drill out or whatever but you got to be smart like there's a there's exactly, a big picture exactly. to this thing that you have to think about you you mentioned like getting in work with your shot and like feeling good i like asking shooters this question do you have a shot thought like in your head when you're shooting cuz i i talked to mitch about this and he told me he focuses on his feet. He said, I think he said he says feet shoot. Like his whole thing is getting his feet under him and being balanced. Do you have a thought like that? Because obviously your jumper's, I mean, gorgeous. Yeah, you know, both things balance. You know, I, I feel like whenever I'm balanced and I'm, and I'm ready to take it, you know, it's a much, you know, I have a lot of confidence going in, you know. So yeah. whenever, I, whenever I shoot, you know, working out is, I always try and simulate game situations where, you know, the pace is there, you know, and I'm tired and, you know, try and get get up as many reps as possible. You know, that's one thing about, you know, I'm really just proud about, proud, cause, proud about myself because I, I would always, you know, go back to the gym at night with a, with a, with a manager, you know, even mm-hmm. on like, even in like, like funny story, like after the season, my freshman year, I literally spent like, like, like seven, eight hours in the gym, you know, right after this, because I knew I was going to get surgery. So I was like, you know what, let me, let me just put in as much, as many reps as possible because wow. I'm going to be sidelined for a few months. Yeah. And, you know, that's, you know, that's what I did. And I think when I did that, you know, I think my whole mindset changed. And I remember like everything felt really good, you know. And um, so then I kind of took that and I used that to my advantage when I got healthy. And I, you know, I still was smart, but, you know, that's, I, I thought I really did stay in the gym sometimes. And sometimes I think I, we were in the gym too much, you know, mm-hmm. which is, which is not a bad thing, but, you know, I remember like it was when we played St. John's at St. John's, you know, that, that week before we were, we, we had no games. We had that, we had that, uh, that week of, yep. You had a week off like, after Butler, you guys yeah, crushed so, Butler and then you had a week I, off. Yep. Like I, I, I'm not going to say that was the reason why we lost. Cause you know, we played really bad, but you know, I think like, I remember me and Mitch were talking about it really. Like, yeah. We, I think we, we, cause we, cause me and him would get in the gym like a lot during that week trying yeah. to like, there's a balance. T- yeah, so, but I, I, I don't think it's a bad problem to have. Like, I would much rather have that problem than not yeah. being in the gym at all. But, I mean, so. it, it, it's, it makes sense, though. Like, it's simple. Like, preparation equals confidence. Like, if, like, those moments by yourself getting up shots, like, that's the stuff that allows you against Providence at home, even when you've had seven turnovers and you were dizzy before the game, like, to, <laughs> to you know, to step up and take that shot. And, and to be confident in it because, like, you've put in the work. Like, there is a – it's not it's not a hard – it's not too crazy a dots to connect. Like, the dudes that put in the work and the dudes that that go out there and play with confidence, like, there's a reason they, they have that, that approach. Exactly. And, you know, I always get my confidence and get my, you know, belief in myself through, through, through working out and through getting in extra time. You know, I always strive to be the first one in the gym, you know, Yep. And the last thing, it's usually me and Mitch, the last ones to leave, you know, getting, getting that getting that table work with Jeremy or getting up extra shots together. Or, you know, I I really pride myself on doing that because, you know, I know I left I left no regret, you know, going yep. into the next opportunity. Going, you know, I, I put in as much work as possible. You know, I took on my body and today maybe today just wasn't my day. You know, I never want to go into the game and play bad and lose and be like, man, I didn't work out the other day. I didn't I didn't stay after. I didn't go in early. So, you know. You know that's on me. So I always try and leave that, leave that out of out of the system, and make sure I get in the time because that's what that's what really matters. What's 
you've referenced Mitch a handful of times, and it's so important to you know no one does it alone. And there, I'm sure there are times where you don't want to get up shots, but Mitch does. Or there's maybe times that you, vice versa that Mitch is like, Nah, man, let's go back to the to the dorm. We're good. And you you push him. What's your relationship like with Mitch? You know, it's really good. I thought we you know we really got really close this past year. You know, I think we have I think we have the same mindset of you know the team aspect, but also you know really trying you know, get better individually. And, you know, he's, he's, he's probably one of the best friends I've had, you know, yeah. thinking back, you know, I can't think of, you know, besides, you know, my children playing with him throughout my life and having, you know, Mitch is right up there because he's just so unselfish, but, you know, he puts in so much work and I see it every day. And, you know, he's still, he's still, he'll still make the extra pound. I'm like, dude, shoot it, man. Like, you know, I've seen, I've seen you in the gym, you know, right. as much as me and, he, like come on like he gets mad at me yo he gets really he, generally like that's the one thing he gets mad at me for because when i tell him to shoot it like which makes no sense like i've never had somebody get mad at me for telling you to shoot it i know that's funny so you know just you know just having that and you know he's he's he, he's just a really good leader you know you know we're, we wouldn't have that success last year without his leadership sure at all sure like there's a lot of things he does behind the scenes and making sure everybody's good before himself you know that's one thing that people outside of the program don't really notice. Right. A couple last things I'll let you run, uh, Marcus. I appreciate your time, man. I, you know, you talk about your confidence and how that help, that comes from your preparation and work, but it also helps to have a coach that believes in you and a coach that gives you freedom. You know what I mean? Like what you, you and Coach McDermott seem to have a great relationship, a great understanding of each other. What, what do you like most about him and playing for him? Uh, that's, you know, there's a lot of things, you know, some of his line of basketball, you know, I look at him as just a, you know, a coach of life. You know, I I can go to him about anything. Um, you know, he's a he's a player's coach. You know, I can uh, like he he understands the game. You know, for, even from the position, he he knows what you know needs to get done. You know, he he's helped me so much. Like he's helped me grow so much. He's he's tested me. He's he's just made me like a, a much better and a more mature person. You know. Yeah. And um, it's been awesome. Having, you know, he, you know, we watch film together, and you know, we, we you know, we'll, we'll go out to eat. We'll, we'll talk about the. You know, it's, it's, it's so, it's so light. It's so like fluid, just yeah. like the whole relationship. But you know, just having him, I can even during the game, it's fluid. You know, we can talk about anything during, like during the game, we'll say anything. Like he'll yell at me, I'll, I'll, I'll be like, what? Like it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's nice to have that. Yeah. And, um, you know, he puts me in a position to be successful. You know, he, he, he lays me on the press, You know as the point guard on the team and it's, you know, it's, it's awesome to have. He makes me look good and it's, 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 it's great to have. Uh, a little rapid fire, two kind of fun questions to get you out of here. I guess this one's more of just like a conversation. Did you watch the MJ documentary? Did you watch the last dance as a basketball lover and as a competitor? I'd have to imagine that was like, you loved it. Did you watch it? What'd you think of it? Oh, I loved it. Yeah. I loved, you know, I didn't watch MJ growing up, but wasn't a lot. I knew he was a competitor, but I didn't know it was like that. You know, I didn't know it was really life or death for like, yeah. he has to, he has to win. And, and, uh, and it's not even just basketball it's anything. It's, you know, so, and then just watching it, you know, I was, you know, I, I thought there were a lot of teaching, teaching points in the, in, in the uh, whole documentary, you know, how, how we, how he takes in all the outside noise and, um, <clears throat> how we test his teammates and how we, how it's really out of love, you know, how he just wants, he just wants to lose so bad. And, you know, I just try and take as, take as much in as possible watching that. And, 
you know. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know who's better, man, LeBron or just. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, we don't have to get into that. No. But... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I absolutely love it. Last thing. I asked Mitch this question, and he had he had an interesting answer. If you could steal a skill from one of your teammates, what would you steal, and who would it be from? I can tell you what Mitch's answer was to kind of help to help you out, but I'm curious if you have something in 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 your head. Mm, this is a good one. I'd probably say Damien's. athleticism. There you go. That would have been yes. That, that would. I mean, to think about you with DJ's. Bounce. That's a that's a pretty good yeah. basketball player right there. That's that's not exactly. Bad. Yeah, I would love to have his bounce or or maybe Sharif's defense being able to move like that and yeah, that's what Mitch. That's what Mitch said. Mitch said he would take Reef's defense. He said he would give. Oh, he would really? make a. He said he would take a. He would make a trade. He goes, I'd give. I'd give Sharif some of my jump shot, and I would take some of his defense, and and they would, and they would be good to go. It would be it'd be a good trade. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I love it, man. I love it, Marcus. This was a half hour of awesome stuff, man. Uh, you know, I think the world of you. Keep on uh, working, keep on rehabbing, and uh, hopefully life will get back to normal and we can watch you play on the court, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, Nikos. Thank you. All right, my thanks to Pella Windows and Doors. If you're thinking about a new window or a new front door, now is the perfect time. Give Pella a call at 402-493-1350 or check them out online at PellaOmaha.com. We will see you next time on the Nick Bob Podcast. Thank you.